are listening to the Blooming Inspired Podcast Network. We exist to empower the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive through podcast community. Now, here is your host. Blooming Inspired Podcast, equipping and empowering the voices of women who live... Good morning. This is Michelle Bentham, host of Blooming Inspired Podcast. We are a week deep into 2020. Can you believe it? A brand new decade. I've been sitting with the Lord the last few months, resting and listening, quieting my heart um, to hear His truth and His word as I walk out God's plan and purpose for my life in 2020. I'll share a bit about this in a future episode, but the short version is God gave me several passages of scripture from Habakkuk, Amos, and Isaiah. And through these passages, He revealed to me that most of my year is beyond, quote, the finish line, unquote. And that as I walk with the Father, my vision will increase. As I walk with the Son, my victory will increase. And as I walk with the Holy Spirit, the velocity will be added to my life. I'm in an entirely new season, seeking intimacy with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit like I've never before, and seeking to run the uncharted path of my race with vision, velocity, and victory. Whoa. I'm moving out of the old season and into the new. How about you? What is your word for 2020? Leave it in the comments or email or send it by direct message to me. And for email, you can t- use michelle.bentham at bloominginspirednetwork.com or on Facebook, DM at bloominginspired. Everyone who sends in their word will get a photo print of my word of the year as a free gift for engaging with this podcast. This week, we are beginning a new series called Faith and Power, Discovering the Power of Who Christ Is in You. Our reading today will be from the book of Ephesians in the Passion Translation. But grab your Bible, your favorite winter beverage, and get comfy as we dig into this new study for our new year. Let's pray. Father God, I ask that you would give each person within the sound of my voice an encounter with you, your Son, and the Holy Spirit this morning as we read your words of life together. Impart the truth of who you are to our hearts, minds, souls, and bodies today. We ask for Holy Spirit revelation to open our eyes to the way you see. Open our ears to hear your majestic voice. And open our hearts to know your heart in intimacy and truth. I thank you that when we believe in Christ, we are hidden in him and his blessings and that the same power that raised him from the dead now lives bodily in us and we have access to it by faith. Remind us of these truths as we read today and make them real for us. I ask these things in Jesus' holy name. Amen. The title for this episode is The Same Power. We're looking for what it means that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead now lives bodily in us. So let's begin. Verse 17. I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. Paul has just commended the believers in Ephesus for their love and devotion, as well as their strong faith in God. Then he prays for them. As we reread those words, what do you hear God saying to you? I pray that the Father would impart to you the riches 
of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. Last night I was painting bookmarks I will send off to Edna, Texas this week for the gift bags that will be given to women attending a conference where I'll be speaking on February 22nd. I'm a bit overwhelmed painting bookmarks for 100 women. Anybody know what I mean? But I'm so deeply grateful for the opportunity to serve in this way. I love creating gifts for people that spark a desire in their heart to know God more. I went to bed very late and as I laid my head on the pillow, I had these sentences running through my mind. Ministry happens in the culture of relationship. Impartation happens in the culture of intimacy. My question becomes, if wisdom and revelation is imparted by spirit that comes from knowing him in intimacy, what cultivates intimacy in your life? For me, it's worship, hands down. Not just singing songs to God, but focusing my heart on His presence and His goodness. Engaging my heart with what I see the Father doing and hear Him saying. Prayer and intercession birthed out of that deep ache of my soul drives my heart in longing towards God in intimacy. I want to lean back against His chest and feel his heart beating. Then I want my heart to find that rhythm in my own life. I want to be attentive to what he was he is doing every moment of every day, not just in the ministry moments. What I'm realizing is I can know God in a relationship with Jesus Christ and never fully engage or incline my heart toward him. I can do ministry for God, serve the people of God, and never fully know the heart of God because I do not engage his heart in intimacy. Intimacy is a key to experiencing the wisdom and revelation that comes only by the Holy Spirit. For many years, I read the Bible seeking to understand the words of Scripture with little to no understanding. But then, as I learned to listen and hear from God as I read, the more I inclined my heart to deeply know Him, the more He revealed Himself to me through both Scripture and experience. Encountering the presence of God, Holy Spirit, will change my heart, my mind, in my life. So let me ask you, how engaged is your heart with the presence of God? Moses, David, and the disciples and apostles knew God in this way. What would happen if we inclined our heart to know God deeply through intimacy and presence? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Verse 18, I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritances that he finds in us, his holy ones. Paul prayed that the imagination of the believers in Ephesus would have their eyes of their imagination illuminated. Come on, if you love to dream, explore and create, then this should get your heart pounding. God wants to light up your imagination and use it for his glory. Isn't that exciting? I remember being a young girl in the third grade and we had to write a story and draw a picture to match it. My mama and daddy loved the oldies music from the 50s and 60s so we had tons of little 45 records with various songs on them. The Purple People Eater was one of my favorite songs. I wrote my story about this one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater and drew a picture of it. My teacher told my parents at the open house that I had a very vivid imagination. And I do. When I read fiction, I picture myself as one of the characters in the story so I can understand what is happening. The same thing with scripture. I've begun to read scripture as if I were living it rather than just reading about it. 
My redeemed imagination has the power to tap into the Holy Spirit's revelation and wisdom in a way my natural mind and reasoning cannot. Now, I'm not saying we throw logic and reasoning out the window. I'm just saying to truly know God in intimacy, we need an integrated approach where our intuition and imagination plays an equal role as we engage His presence, read His Word, and encounter His love. See, faith brings us into this relationship with God, but it is all the fascinating ways He created us and the fact that when we believe in Him by faith, all of who He is comes to live inside of us. Paul also writes in this passage that when He floods us with His light and we experience that flooding until we are full of revelation of the hope of His calling, that somehow, and this is a true mystery and wonder, that the revelation of hope and His calling makes us a full expression of the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that He finds in us. We are called saints, His holy ones. Christ in you, that is the key. Discovering who Christ is unlocks revelation and wisdom, insight into who we are. Then we need only find the way He wants to express Himself through us to fully realize His purpose in our lives. And this comes through intimacy. Verse 19 and 20. I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives will be advertisements of this immense power as it works through you. This is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realm. Come on! Not only does Jesus by Holy Spirit come to live inside of us, but the same power that raised him from the dead. Paul writes in Romans 6 and 8 that this same power lives in us, and if it raised Jesus from the dead, it will give life, more than eternal life, but abundant life here on earth as well. Matthew 10 indicates Jesus commissions his disciples to carry the same power that he carries to heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, and cleanse lepers. The same power, he even says that the signs of healing can Casting out demons and handling deadly poison and snakes should not harm the disciples. Poison and snakes both bring death. And in John 14, he says that those who believe in him and did not see him will do all the works that he has done, he being Jesus, and even greater works because of their faith in him. At the end of Matthew, what most believers in the Western church call the Great Commission tells the apostles and disciples of Jesus to go into all the world preaching the gospel, baptizing believers into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and to teach them all the things he had imparted through commandment to his disciples. He imparted to his disciples authority and power by the measure of their faith over every evil thing the enemy is empowered to do in this earth. And yet, we live fearing the devil and cowering at death's door. Faith in what you have not yet seen, but believe in, empowers us to do the greater works, works greater than the signs, wonders, and miracles we see Jesus performing in the Gospels. He even told his disciples not to rejoice in the power they had to work miracles, signs, and wonders among the people, but rather to rejoice that these things were evidence that their names were written in the Lamb's Book of Life. 
faith should bring us into revelation, wisdom, and power. Do you understand? Verse 21, and now he is exalted as first above every ruler, authority, government, and realm of power in existence. He is gloriously enthroned over every name that is ever praised, not only in this age, but in the age that is coming. Do we really live like we believe Jesus has been exalted as first above every ruler, authority, government, and the realm of power that's in existence? Do we? Do we? He is now and forevermore gloriously enthroned over every name that is ever praised. And yet professing believers in the body of Christ believe to live is a struggle and to die is to gain everything God promised. But that is not what Paul said. Paul wrote so eloquently that he would count his suffering with joy, just as Christ endured the cross for the joy set before him. And Jesus counted it joy that he would gain us when we endure suffering and overcome by the power of the Holy Spirit, knowing that as Paul wrote, to live is Christ and to die is gain. What if we believed it is true that to live is Christ and to die is gain? What will we do with power and authority that comes to us by faith? What kind of victory could we realize if we only believed faith and power belong to us in Christ? They are both brought to us by the Holy Spirit. See, in Acts 1 and 1 Corinthians 12, we see that. And because Jesus, by the sealing work of the Holy Spirit, now lives inside of us, so do his faith and power. The authority to act as he acted when he lived upon the earth. He is our archetype and model, not the traditions of men. We are taught often by well-meaning leaders in our church houses today. Verse 22, and he alone is the leader and the source of everything needed in the church. God has put everything beneath the authority of Jesus Christ and has given him the highest rank above all others. How would we live differently if we truly believe that Jesus is who Paul professes him to be, who the disciples and apostles knew him to be? How would we live differently if we believe that in Christ we find the lone leader and source of everything we need as his body? Jesus outranks everyone, everyone. He alone is sufficient to meet our every need. He alone is the provision and the protection we are looking for. And he alone paid the price that we should live free, empowered and faithful to to all he calls us to, especially the work of his Holy Spirit within us. Verse 23, and here's where we're going to wrap it up. And now we, his church, are his body on earth, and that which fills him who is being filled by it. I don't know about you, but the way the Passion Translation transcribes this verse is a bit confusing to me. But I can read it in the New King James Version and see how it says that we, as Christ's body, are continually being filled by him who fulfills himself in us. In other words, as Brian Simmons included in his footnote for this verse in the Passion Translation, that is, we are those who are filled and completed by Christ. We also complete and fill him. What a wonderful and humbling mystery is revealed by this verse. What if we really believed this is true? Our identity is so wrapped up in Christ and who he is that when we fully realize who he is, we fully become who we are supposed to be. That in him we find ourselves and our purpose and our destiny as we allow him to be fully expressed through us, finite as we are. Somehow we complete him as his body reaching a lost and dying world. What a glorious thing to consider. As I close out today's show, I want to ask something a bit strong to challenge you a bit, and I hope that is okay. 
I want to challenge everyone within the sound of my voice to consider this one thing. When you are singing Waymaker at church on Sunday or are contemplating that prayer request where the outlook is not so lively, and here is what I want you to consider. Either we believe this is true or we don't. Are we living our lives full of faith and power, believing God for the impossible and the greater works, or are we dumbing down the testimony of Scripture about faith, power, and impossibilities to fit our experience and expectations or traditions from a religious perspective? Do we live like Pharisees, questioning every sign and wonder, warning people off the devil while dismissing the power of God, and holding on to our set of rules, taboos, doctrines, and superstitions about God? Do we leave no room for revelation, power, or even repentance to have a perfect work at any moment of our lives? Have we studied the scriptures searching for him, but miss him when he shows up in power and moves among us? Where is the bold faith that steps out and risks everything? for God, seeking to see his kingdom come and will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When was the last time you stopped, listened, and prayed to know what the Father was saying or doing so you could partner with him rather than try to talk him into doing what you thought he should do? And finally, do we live like the apostles, stepping out in risky, unfavorable, and downright dangerous circumstances by faith, seeing the impossible not only become possible but probable as the miraculous becomes mainstream? Do we live by supernatural power imparted by the Holy Spirit or by the whims of our human heart? Are we satisfied with our normal religious preferences and failing to step out to take up a cross and follow Jesus with bold faith to see his kingdom come in our reality even now? Lord God, I pray that as these words go out penetrating the airways through the internet that your will would be accomplished that they would be guided to the hearts of those who listen and bring them the hope of your faith and power that is waiting for us to step up, step out, and step into the kingdom of God, saying, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's not a passive wish we speak out, but a promise from heaven that when we ask, seek, and knock, that you will respond and answer, reveal, and unlock what we are seeking you for. So, Lord, we are asking and seeking and knocking. Meet us where we are with your faith and your power and give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation as your light illuminates our imaginations with your impossible possibilities. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, that's all the time that I have today. I want to thank you for tuning in with us. I want to ask you also, if this podcast has been a blessing to you, would you consider subscribing to it and share it with your friends and family. We'd love to partner with you in sharing messages that encourage and inspire. If you'd like to be a guest on this show or get more information about hosting your own podcast on the Blooming Inspired Podcast Network, please reach out to michelle.bentham at bloominginspirednetwork.com. I'd love the opportunity to connect with you and figure out how we can share your voice with the world around us. Bible study season is upon us. We began our The Gospels Verse by Verse Bible study in October, and we will be reading in person in Granbury, Texas, and on Facebook Live at 
10 a.m. Central Time. That's right. This season of our study is found in the book of Luke, and we will be reading Luke 8 this week and digging into the life of Christ verse by verse, considering what we would believe if reading the scriptures was the primary way we inform our faith. You can learn more and catch up on last week's study by visiting facebook.com forward slash Blooming Inspired. As I mentioned earlier, I will be speaking at a women's conference. That's the real R period, E period, A period, L period women conference at the Ranch Cowboy Country Church South in Edna, Texas. Registration is available for $40 through January 10th and will be $45 after the 10th through the day before the conference. Tickets at the door will be $60. This one-day conference is February 22nd this year and includes a continental-style breakfast, full lunch, and dinner provided. I'd love to see some familiar faces attending. If you'd like to register, please email or DM at the email listed in this podcast or through our Facebook page for details or visit theranchsouth.org for more information. If you'd like to get this podcast delivered to your smart device, we're available on both Apple and Google Podcasts. Take a moment to subscribe today. Again, I would like to ask you to partner with us. We would love for you to share about our podcast on social media. Share it with your friends, your family, the people within your influence, and let them know what we're doing at Blooming Inspired Network. Thank you again for being a part of our Blooming Inspired family. Um, I can't tell you personally how grateful I am. I believe there are big, big things coming for Blooming Inspired Network and the podcast this year. Um, I'm on the cusp of filing for that 501c3 designation. Our board of directors is starting to come together and that's very exciting news. So stay tuned. We are going places and doing things together in 2020 in this year of vision, velocity, and victory. Thank you for listening to the Blooming Inspired Podcast on the Blooming Inspired Podcast. Podcast Network. This show airs weekly on Tuesdays. Please take a moment to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. To learn more about this podcast and its network or the ministries of Blooming Inspired Network, please visit bloominginspirednetwork.com and click the podcast link at the top of the page.